Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. Well, if you have your Bible, would you please join me in John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. We are starting a new series that's going to lead us to the ascension of Jesus Christ. Um, there's a, the, the gap between the resurrection and the ascension is 40 days period before Jesus went back up. So we're going to start a series called Closed Encounters. So um, if you, I pray that you guys come and hear the sermons that will be preached on that. Um, it will be a blessing to you. Um, so we're going to go through the book of John and the post-resurrection encounters with Jesus. Amen? So there's a 40-day gap between Jesus' resurrection and the day that he went back up to the Father. If you have your Bible, would you please join me in reading John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. We're going to read from the message transition this for our sermonic time. John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. If you're able to stand, I know you just stand, but if you're able to stand for the... You're young, come on, get on your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, let's read it together. It's, the, the message transition is very um, easy to read, so let's read it together while we respect the punctuation and stuff like that. John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. Let's read the word of God together. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt to look into the tomb and saw two angels sitting there, dressed in white, one at the head, the other at the foot of where Jesus' body had been laid. They said to her, Woman, why do you weep? They took my master, she said, and I don't know where they put him. After she said this, she turned away and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to her, woman, why do you weep? Who are you looking for? She, thinking that it was the gardener, said, sir, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I can care for him. Jesus said, Mary. Turning to face him, she said in Hebrew, Rabboni, meaning teacher. Jesus said, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go to my brothers and tell them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went telling the news to the disciples. I saw the Master, and she told me, Everything he said to her. The word of God, praise be to God. Would you bow and pray with me? Father, we know there's no preaching without praying. There's no preaching without your Holy Spirit. Father, as we've heard your word, we've read your word, would you speak to us, continue to speak to us through your words. Use me as your mouthpiece so that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart will be acceptable unto your sight. O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As you take your seat, um, I want to preach from this subject. There is something about Mary. There's something about Mary. See, um, for those of you who are young, you have no clue what I just said. Uh, <laughs> if you were born in the 2000s, you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was a manager at Checkers um, in my previous life. So they came to shot a movie down in South Florida. 
and the checkers on 441 on South Gate. That scene in the movie, there's something about Mary. It's a movie with Ben Stiller and um, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. And they shot that movie right then and there. This was my first time I got a close-up to Hollywood because that day, they took all the best managers and they went to that store because they were proximity. They were shooting movies, movies there. So I saw Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz up close and personal. Now, I didn't make the movie, but they shot the movie around Checkers, right there on Southgate on 441. Um, so it, it's a movie, there's something about Mary. So I, I don't want to talk about that movie because that movie means nothing to none of y'all, and you guys don't even care. But I want to talk about the encounter of Mary Magdalene and Jesus. She, Mary, if you think about people who would, um, uh, who would consider to be one of the aces or one of the top gun or one of the first one, as a matter of fact, one of the first people that would be encountered with Jesus post-resurrection, if you were to pick the name, Mary would not be it. And I want you guys to understand this because what I want to preach here even before I get to the introduction is that Jesus, it don't matter what they think about you or what your past may have been, if you encounter Jesus, you are a candidate to share the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the part you say amen, but you missed that. Let me say this to you. Mary, um, in the next slide, you will see this. Mary, she is from, um, there you go. There's at least five different Marys in the Bible, in the New Testament. And if you think about a Mary, which Mary Jesus would show up first, it would be Mary, Jesus' mother. But no, Mary Magdalene, she's from a village um, called Magdala. That's how she is called Mary Magdalene, because she's from Magdala. Magdala is around the shore of the Sea of Galilee, right? So, so Mary, um, again, she is the most like a candidate. You can keep, keep, keep moving next. Um, so Jesus, remember I said this to you last week? Jesus cast seven demons out of her. Let me pause right there, right here, right quick for you, for, for you to get this. Jesus cast seven demons out of Mary. And, and, and seven is a, a number of, of completion, of perfection, which means she was possessed to the fullest. And upon Jesus casting out the demons out of her, she now clung on to Jesus. She now decided to follow Jesus. What she did, and if you remember this, she was the last one at the cross and the first one at the tomb. Uh, pay, pay attention now, pay attention. When you meet Jesus, when Jesus changes your life, your life better change. When Jesus changes who you were to who you are now, who you are now cannot go back to who you used to be. See, she was possessed by demons. And Jesus, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven. And, and, and scripture took care to say seven demons. She was possessed from head to toes. And, and some of us can identify with that. Some of us knows some of the issues that we've been dealing with. You know what you do. You know what you do behind closed door. It's as if sometimes you do what you do. be like, man, am I possessed by something? Because there's no way you can go back and do what you used to do and keep doing the same thing over and over again. I don't know about you, but, but some of us, you said, Jesus, if she's not 
if it's not, oh, I pray that that, that little hot feeling that I feel is not an STD. You, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Some of you be like, well, that, that, oh, I'm going to take that last drink or that last puff. But, but, but see, somehow, some way, even though you used to do those things, but now you encounter Jesus, your life has changed. And, and see, you now become one of those Jesus lovers to where that, you know, you, your friend says, well, 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 ever since she now gave her life to Christ, she no longer fun no more. Yeah, that's all right. Ever since he's now saved, he doesn't do what he used to do anymore. That's all right because you change. Now, you're the last one at the cross and the first one at the tomb. In other words, you're you in church and it, it's okay. Church go a little bit longer. It doesn't bother you. You know, you know, some of y'all after Bible study, you stay for another hour. That's okay. You're the first one, you're the, first, you're the last one at the cross, first one at the tomb. You, you know, after church today, service, service is going to be over. Some people are going to be standing there just talking for hours upon hours. And you go home still, that's okay. You're the last one at the cross, first one at the tomb. Now, I'm moving on. Now, see, Mary is devoted to Jesus. We talked about this last week. See, the thing is this. When someone sets you free, you are indebted to them. Three things real quick, and, and, and I'll take my seat. Um, when you think about Mary... When she encountered Jesus, she was crying. There's something about Mary's sorrow. She was crying. And here, watch what the text says in verse 11 through 13. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And the word here, she is wailing. She is crying. You, you, you know when there's a funeral here of somebody that people love, when there's a funeral here of, of somebody that you miss, somebody close to you, people are crying. You know how we do. You know Haitian. We, ah! People are crying. And, and, and Mary is there. She is wailing. She wept and she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been laid. One at the head one at the foot of uh, what Jesus was to be. And even though they said to her, why are you crying? And, and see here, nobody, Mary doesn't even realize it's angels because she is in mourning. She was there when Jesus breathed her last, uh, his last breath. She was there seeing the humiliation, the beating. And, and, and so she was there. And, and so she came in to do something. But, but she does not see her. The angel says, why are you crying? She said, they have taken my Lord away. See, see there are some people um, somewhat harsh on Mary. See, uh, Monday morning quarterback, if you don't know what that means, it's, it's like after the sports is played, you know, somebody watch a game on Sunday, and on Monday they go analyze, oh, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this wrong. A lot of people play Monday morning quarterback here on Mary. See, it's not that Mary did not anticipate the resurrection. But see, they didn't know the resurrection was really going to happen. You, you, you understand? So, so Mary is there. She came in to care for her master. Because Jesus was rushed. Because he died late on Friday night. And you know the Sabbath of the Jewish people. So then therefore, there's some ritual that needed to be done for the body. 
and they were not done properly. So she's coming in to make sure they put the right spices, the right stuff, so that Jesus' body would not decay, you know, quickly. But to her surprise, the tomb is empty. Now, 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 now you were here last week. We, we, we saw what the theology of an empty tomb is. But see, Mary is not focusing on the empty tomb. She is willing, because remember this, just Friday... She saw what they did to Jesus. They killed the men who cast the demons out of her. The men that she follows, the men that she believed in, they killed that man. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of you have lost a loved one? Somebody close to you. And, and, and see, we are Christians. We don't weep like the world weep. We don't cry like they cry. You, you know, when, when somebody told me somebody died, I'm, you know what my first thing I ask? Were they saved? And you, 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 you need to check this too, no matter your age. When somebody died, ask this question. If they were saved, you don't need to wail. You can cry. Your cry is the fact that the separation sucks. Separation is hard. Separation is not easy. You can cry about the separation, but don't cry because you're going to see them again if you believe in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I think, woo. If you believe in Jesus, and they believe in Jesus, I guarantee you, you will see each other again. If they did not believe in Jesus, you better cry. That's when you need to, because you know why? They're going to spend eternity away from God. And that is not something to laugh, smile about. That's why you better ask your friends, do you know Jesus? Have you believed in the resurrection? Have you believed that Jesus died for your sin and he got up and all power has been given to him? That's why you need to ask your friends. I don't care if you're 7, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Ask people around you, do you know Jesus? Because if they don't know Jesus, that's when you need to weep. See, while I'm talking about mourning, some of you thinking about some close family members that, that, that you've missed. Oh, I've had some aunts and uncles who passed away. I miss them. You, you know, I said this. I've had some aunts and uncles who passed away who did not know Christ. I mourn because I know they're going to spend eternity away from God. And, and so, so that's why I try to tell everybody about Jesus. Because I don't want to see somebody that I know die and they don't know Jesus. She weeps because the tomb is empty. She's weeping over an empty tomb. What should have been good news broke her heart. Because she should have focused on the fact that the tomb is empty. That means Jesus, what he said is true. But see, in her mourning, and her wailing, and then wailing, you know, weeping, she is thinking about the body. She is thinking about the body because she comes to take care of that. See, the greatest news that we know is that she was one of the witnesses, the first witnesses that the tomb is empty. She was one of the first ones to witness that. But, but see, there's something I'm going to say in the last point I'm going to make in the sermon, but I want you to think about this. Her faith there is not based on what she sees. Her faith is going to be based on the word that she was spoken to. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. What we see here is that evidence alone is not enough for faith. 
One's faith cannot be based on evidence. Can you give evidence that Jesus is out of the tomb? No, you cannot. There's no physical evidence you can give that Jesus is out of the tomb. Not you per se, because did you see it? No. There are, that's why we believe in the scripture. That's why the scripture says faith come by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. And that's why, woo, I feel like preaching right there. That's why you got to be careful what you are letting into your spirit, what you are listening to. Some of these podcasts, they are good and fine, but if they're about Jesus, be careful. There's so much you can take before the other stuff overflows what you're supposed to really get inside of you. The only word that changes life is the word of God. Now, 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 watch this. Consider this. If Mary had gotten her wishes, we would be the one weeping today because Jesus' body would still be in the tomb. I guarantee you, all the Hollywood people check, they can't find the body. Everybody before over 2,000 years now, they've been looking for this, but they can't find it because guess what? He ain't there. That's why we sang the song, He lives, He lives, my Savior lives today. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. Jesus is in your heart. So, Mary wept. She was sorrowful. But, but see, that's the only thing we see about Mary. The second thing we see about Mary is that Mary's love. Mary's love. Well, watch this. Something, there's something about Mary's love. Um, verse 14 and 15 says this. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you cry crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he, Jesus, was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you put him, and I will give and I will get him. Well, watch this. Why? The question is this why didn't Mary recognize Jesus? The text doesn't say. But several answers come to mind. Certainly, she wasn't expecting to see Jesus. She was looking for a body, not a living Savior. Can, 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 I, can I stop right there? Some of you are looking for a dead body, not a living Savior. Some of you, by your behavior, you're looking for a dead body. The way you use, the, the, the language you use, the friends you keep, the things you do, when your parents are looking, the things you do on that campus, the things you do when you go out, you, 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 you're looking for a dead body. But, but, but see, if you're looking for a living Savior, you got to say, I can't keep sinning like this. You got to say, I can't keep cussing like this. You got to say, I can't keep living like this. Because if the Savior lives in me and I love him, I have to make a decision. I have to change something. We have people we know from our family, from our circles that don't know Jesus, that are doing things that are looking for a dead body in a tomb. See, love propels us to see the bigger picture. Um, it really doesn't make sense to me 
how is it that people can experience the love of God, the power of the resurrection, and turn away from that? That's why Mary couldn't leave the tomb. She was there. She was the first one there. Why she was there? Because she knew that man, no matter what anybody said or do to that man, that man cast out the demons out of her. You know what Jesus did for you? You know what he did for your parents? Some of your parents, I said this before, they happened here on a banana boat. Somehow, someway, their boat did not capsize. Do you know how many people, woo, you're, you're, see, you're too bougie now, you think you're way too American. Do you know how many of your parents got on a boat here, and, and, and so many other boats capsized, but somehow, someway, they made it to shore. Somehow, someway, they swim to, you know, to shore, and, and they got somewhere. They didn't know anybody. And now you think you're too bougie enough to say, you don't know Jesus? Boy, please. Girl, please. See, once you experience this love of God, once you experience the power of what God can do, you can turn back. That's why I love that song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. It don't matter your age. Don't follow the world. Don't follow their nonsense. Keep the cross before you. Mary didn't recognize Jesus. Can it be that you can be having a conversation with Jesus and you don't see that? Because if your heart is not inclined to see who Jesus is, you won't see him. If your heart is inclined to see anything else, anyone else, you will see that. But if you're not inclined to see Jesus, you won't see him. See, some of us, sometimes Jesus is standing right in front of you. But you are too busy looking for something else. Can I ask you to, 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 to focus your life? The, the, the lens of your glasses, make, make sure you clean them so you can actually see Jesus for who he is. Because you know how you know, how, you know who Jesus is? You're breathing still. You woke up this morning. There was food on your table. So, so, so some of you don't like yesterdays. Um, I, I, I saw a lady earlier in the previous service, and, and, and I, said, I, said, I said to her, she said, oh, I, I got to hurry up and go. She said, I'm going to go cook. I said, oh, you don't cook on Saturday? She's like, no, 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 on Sunday, I got to cook fresh. You, 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 you know, on Sunday, she said, she got to cook fresh because no yesterday, no microwave on Sunday. That's what she said. And, and see, Jesus is right in front of you, cooking something for you right now with your name on it. What, 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 watch this, watch this. Jesus said, woman, why are you crying? Jesus cares about your tears. Jesus cares about your sorrow. He did not say, he, he says, so Jesus recognized that Mary was crying. And Mary, Mary said, well, Mary was being honest. She said, well, she was crying. Because she's looking for her master and they took him away. That's what she said. That's Mary's report. But praise be to God, it wasn't on Mary's report because no one stole Jesus. But Jesus himself got up. Because he got up, you and I can get up. Because Jesus got up, we can get up from where we are today. 
Because Jesus got up, we can get up from sin. Because Jesus got up, we can get up from lying. Because Jesus got we can get up from, from doing all those things that, that are not right. See, see, Jesus did not want Mary to recognize him at first. So he could teach her an important truth. She had to learn that he is always present even when he is invisible to the naked eye. Ooh, let me say this again. That, that bless my soul if it doesn't bless your soul. See, the thing is this. Jesus could have said, Mary, it's me, Jesus. No, 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 no. See, what Jesus wanted Mary to understand is this. Even though I am resurrected, but I'm going to be gone. And, and I want you to know that my spirit will be with you 24-7. Ooh, I feel like preaching. My spirit is going to be with you 24-7. So even though you don't see me, but I am with you. That's why when you feel like you're all alone, when you feel like the world is against you, if you're a child of God, I'm telling you something. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Have you ever been in circumstance where mommy's not available, daddy's not available, uncle's not available, pastor's not available, but somehow, somewhere, you remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want you, 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 remember, you remember some, some, some Sunday school. He, he's got the whole world in his hands. You remember some, some simple elementary truth, but somehow, somewhere, you know, because of that, Jesus is right next to you. Jesus is there with you. She had to learn that he is always present, even when he's invisible to the naked eye. From this, we learn that our Lord is often closest to us when we feel we are most alone. How many times you feel like you're all by yourself? But can I tell you something? If you ever place your faith in Christ Jesus, you are never alone. You are never alone. Jesus is always with you. That's what the song says. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. When you are going through the trenches, when you are going through the toughest time, the darkest valley, ooh, our good shepherd, he is always with us. So Jesus wanted Mary to understand that even though you don't see me, that doesn't mean I'm absent. You, you know, you know I, I used to watch Western, John Cena. Now you see me, right? See some, 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 see? see some of the kids, you got this, right? Jesus is always there. He doesn't, he's always there. He's here, right here, right now. He's with you, he's with me. And here's the thing about Jesus. Ain't no other God can claim to be with you at all times. And no other God is omniscient. And no other God is omnipresent. Everywhere at all time and always there. And no other God. You tell me. You, you tell me. I guarantee you. I'll give you everything that I've owned. I'll give it to you. If you can prove to me your other God, the other gods are everywhere at all time. Any takers? That's what I thought. Jesus is ever present. So when we go through the darkest valley, when we go through the tough times, when we feel that God, when we think that God is abandoning us, no, no, no. But if only our eyes could be open, we could see the Lord walking step next to us. I shared this example here before and I'll share it again. There was a man who gave his life to Christ and he gave his life to Christ on the promise, you will never leave me nor forsake me. Once the man gave his life to Christ, a few years after that, his wife had cancer. 
And the cancer came and then ravaged the wife. Eventually, the wife got into be in glory. And so, so then, so then the, the guy felt that at that time, God left him. And the guy himself became sick. And, and, then, and then when he got sick, and as, as his life was coming to an end, he felt that God left him. But he still hang on to the faith. He said, I'm, when I get to heaven, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Jesus to account. Then he died. And then when he died, he got to heaven. And then when he first, when he died, his eyes closed. And you know it is. If you believe in Jesus, when your eyes closed, it's not, it's not when they say something about you here. No, no. When his eyes closed, he transitioned. He was in heaven. When he got to heaven, he says, God, I got, I got, I, I, I got an issue. And Jesus says, talk to me, my son. He said, you said you will never leave nor forsake. But I got to tell you, in the toughest days of my life, after I give my life to Christ, you left me. God says, son, you got a minute? That's rhetorical because in heaven, all you got is, a, you know, you got all but, but time. And then God popped up a big screen and he showed a beach, the sand on the beach. And the sand on the beach shows that when, prior to him getting saved, there was only one set of footprint that was walking. Upon him being saved, there was two set of footprints. And they were everywhere he goes. Then he realized that when his wife got sick, at that, at that juncture in the film, when his wife got sick, he saw only one set of footprints. He says, see? See? Jesus, God says, keep watching. And he saw only one set of footprints. After the wife died and things got a... And he saw the two sets again. Two sets again. And then when he got sick, he saw only one. And he says, see, see, I told you you left me. God says, son, during those times, you were so weak and so low you couldn't walk. I had to carry you. That's why you saw only one set of footprints. See, see, some of us, we think that God left us. No, he did not. It's like, you, you are so weak at that moment. He's carrying you. Aren't you glad that you have a God who is alive who can carry you? See, that's what we need to realize. Watch this, the question, who are you looking for? Not what you are looking for. Who is for person? What are for things? See, we never look for things. We always look for the person of Jesus Christ. Mary was looking for a what? A dead body. She should be looking for who? A resurrecting Savior. See, Jesus pointed her to someone. The answer to our deepest need is, uh, um, is not something but someone. What we need is not more fame, is not more of this, more of that. What we need is, is Jesus Christ. What, what is that song? Tout l'amour, tout puissance. They no love, right? See, so you need more of God in your life. The Bible tells us this: if we put God first, everything else will be given unto us. Too many of us are looking for things and then thinking we're going to get God in the back end. No, get God first, and everything else will be. Get the who and the what will come. Don't go for the what and then look for the who. Y'all with me? 
Lastly, I'm done. Um, we saw Mary's sow, the song about her sow, the song about her love, the song about her faith. Verses 16 through 18. Jesus said to her, Mary, woo, watch this. Jesus said, Mary, he knows my name. Jesus knows Mary's name. I, I love that song. I, I serve a living Savior. He calls me his own. Right? And he sees each tears that fall. See, Jesus knows Mary's name. It's important. My wife asked me last time, why, why, why is that important? I said, honey, woo, let, me tell, let, me, let, me tell, let me tell you this. See, some people think that they, may, they can do something or something can happen to her that Jesus would not know their name. No. Can I tell you something? If you're one of his child, he always knows your name. If you're one of his children, your name is written in the book of life. You may have done something he's not pleased with. But your name, he knows your name. And you listen, listen, listen. I said this all before. Biden doesn't know my name. Not that I care. Trump didn't know my name. Definitely don't care. But here's what's important to me. Jesus knows my name. Jesus knows my name. There's some people, it don't matter if they know your name or not. But see, what's important is that Jesus knows my name. Jesus knows your name. So Jesus said, Mary. Here, watch this here. The Bible says, my sheep will hear my voice and they will know me. Once Jesus said, Mary, she said, Master. Watch this, watch this. Jesus said, Mary, she only has one master. And watch this. See, the word here, Rabboni, it's the highest level. Okay, can, I, can I give you, can, can I teach you a little Hebrew right there? It's the highest level you can call somebody. So there's Rabboni, Rabbi, and there's Rabbon, right? So, so the highest one is Rabboni. So she knows who holds her heart. She knows who her master is. Once Jesus said, Mary. See, when I was a kid, I can be in a crowd of many people. My mom says, Pay class. Somehow, someway, her voice goes through because I know I'm conditioned to know my mom's voice. You all know what I'm talking about? Your mom called your name, said, Eli. You know that's your mom. Even though you don't see her, but you know that's her. Why? Because that voice since you were in the womb you know it that voice since you've been saved you know the voice of God because you know now no other voice have that kind of power over you but only the voice of the master so Jesus said do not hold on to me not only he knows her name but he says don't hold on to me and here the, th the thing is this, it's like, okay, this is simple, simple right? Um, you know, if somebody you thought was dead, or somebody you saw, not even thought, no, somebody you know that was dead, somebody you love, and you've been weeping to begin with, now you realize them, well, you know what she's doing? She's clinging onto Jesus' feet. Because there's a part of her that says, I don't want to let go. She want to hold on to God because she's, I don't want to let go. But Jesus says, no, Jesus says, chill, 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 chill. I, I got something even deeper for you. Not only I'm going to be with you forever, but I got news for you. I got a, I got a purpose. I, I, I now have work for you to do. 
Watch, watch this. It says, don't cling on to me because I haven't returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers. Go instead to my brothers and tell them. You guys see what happened here? Jesus now commissioned Mary to be an evangelist. Jesus now commissioned Mary to be a missionary because now she got to go tell it on the mountain. She got to go tell them that Jesus is alive. There's something here in the text that don't sit well with me. Um, in the Hebrew culture, women did not matter. Not like that. A woman's testimony that would not even hold in court. As a matter of fact, you guys remember that if a woman was married and she had no son, her husband died, she got to find somebody, a son, the next kingsman to the, to the family to, so she can have significance. Here, Jesus, the counterculture Jesus, is saying to Mary, no, 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 go tell them. Go tell my brothers. Do you see what happened to your faith when you hang around Jesus a little bit longer? Mary was the first one. She went and told Peter and John. Peter and John came. You guys remember last week? Peter and John came. After they saw the body is not there, they left. But Mary stayed a little while longer. Can I tell you, for those of you who are thinking about living the faith, stay a little while longer. Those of you who think about giving up, stay a little while longer. Those of you who think about quitting, stay a little while longer. Those of you who say, you know what, this is it, I'm done, stay a little while longer. Because when you stay a little while longer, he will call you by name. He will call you by name. Woo! That bless my soul. Stay a little while longer. Those parents who are giving you trouble, respect them a little while longer. Those teachers you don't understand, study a little while longer. Hang on. Hang on. Hold on. Help is on the way. Hold on. It's not all lost. Hold on. Think about the emotion that Mary must have felt and that little window right there. Mary is in a whirlwind. She came with an agenda, but her agenda is all blown away. How many times you and I come with an agenda to Jesus and only to find out that our little agenda, Jesus got something much bigger than what we come to him about. See, see, that's why I don't like when Haitians said tea. Because I don't serve a tea God. Oh, on for tea prayer. No, no, not from prayer. A little prayer. No, no, no. Y'all better get that out of your system. Take the little tea out of your system. We're English. Everybody here, Haitian American? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh, on tea manger. On tea dormi. On kai, on machine. No, no, no. I serve a resurrected God who's bigger than anything. So therefore, when I come to him, and this is not prosperity, this is just the Bible. I come to him, ask him according to his will. So his will, there's nothing in Jesus' will that's tea. Yeah, yeah, see, y'all, y'all. Stay in your tea. I'm going to go with my big God. Amen? You can stay in your tea all you want. But see, 
She knows the voice. And she answered with the right title. And Mary was commissioned. Imagine this. The woman, the least likely candidate to be the first one to go tell people about the resurrected Savior. And see, her faith wasn't built on the fact that she saw an empty tomb. Her faith was built because her master spoke to her. That's why if you're not listening to the word of God, you cannot build your faith. If you're not in the word of God, your faith is as immature as you. Because the word of God builds your faith. Woman 10, 17 says this, faith comes by hearing, hearing the very word of God. That's why we got Bible study. That's why we got everything we do. Notice, I'm not preaching me. I'm preaching the word of God. We see we go through the text because the only way for your faith to be built is to listen to the word of God. I'm done. I'm done. Application. Um, then you can you put the slide? There you go. Next one. When you encounter the resurrected Savior, Three things can happen. Watch this. Joy. Her sorrow turned into joy. The Savior is alive. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Can I tell you, if you believe in Jesus, you enjoy if you don't know Jesus, there's mourning. Doesn't mean your life is all peachy. Doesn't mean you're not going to have trouble. John 10, 10 says this, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble. But the thing is this, your trouble, you have a protector for your troubles. See, her faith was strengthened. She heard the master. But not only this, she got a purpose. You realize this, she went from being a demon-possessed woman. See, uh, watch this. Your past does not determine what Jesus can do to you, through you. Your past. People hold your record. She used to sleep around. He used to drink. He used to smoke. Key thing, used to. Anybody here got a used to testimony? Woo! That's a whole new sermon for by itself. Anybody got a used to testimony? Used to cuss, used to steal, used to cheat, used to lie, used to, used to, used to, used to past tense. Used to. But see, now Mary is no is no longer the one that used to be possessed by the demons. But that she is now the one who's telling people, my Savior lives. My Savior lives. That's a testimony. That's a purpose. See, your purpose is not what you used to do. Your purpose is to tell the whole world, this is, how, this is what I used to do. But when I met this man named Jesus, when I met this man named Jesus, he changed my life. Can you think of how Jesus changed your life? Share that with the world. Share that with the world. Mary encounter the resurrected Savior. And you're going to see in this series, she, she ain't the only one. But, but see, you and I, 
we know when you encounter the Savior. You know how you used to sin, and then he convicted you of your sin. You confessed them sins, and then now you're a new person. See, I love how we do our Bible study on Wednesday night. Bible study and conversation. After the lesson, we get into small groups. Shame and plug, shame and plug. We get into small groups. And in small groups, they ask every question. Anything and anything. Last, last Wednesday was 420 day. And we talked about that. But, but, but see, but see, some of us used to have a 420 life. But, but see, now, we are proclaiming the good news. See, some of us used to fornicate, but now we're not proclaiming the good news. Some of us used to lie, but we are now telling the truth. Some of us used to cheat, but we're now telling the truth. Some of us used to steal, but we're now giving back. Because when you meet Jesus, when you meet the resurrected Savior, everything you did prior to meeting him is used too. Everything you do after meeting him is now you living for him. He knows your sorrows. He knows your tears. He cares for you. He loves you. He strengthens your faith with his word. He knows my name. I wish you guys would sing that song. He knows my name. I'm putting you guys on the spot. He knows my name. I wish you guys sing that song. He knows my name. Does Jesus know your name today? Does he know your name? Does he know your name? I guarantee you, I don't know all of your names. Some of you, I'm still learning the name back. But Jesus knows your name. He knows your name. He knows your circumstance. He knows your situation. Anybody want to give your situation to Jesus today? Give him your situation. Look, look, you've been looking for an empty tomb. You've been looking for a, empty, uh, for a dead body. But Jesus says, no, no, I got something better. I got the resurrected body with me. Would you give your life to Jesus today? Encounter him. Encounter Jesus like Mary did so your life can be changed. Your sorrow can be turned into joy. Your faith will be strengthened. And you will have a purpose. Anybody want to make that leap? Anybody? Well, may God bless you all.